You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Let's get to BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Calls out the play. A little push five here. Monk off the Sabonis screen. On the roll. Say it with your chest. Domas. Dominant. Detonating. Welcome on in. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe G, Aaron Hawksford with you on a Tuesday. Ton to get to today on the show. Three great guests. Jeff Feinberg. Uh, from Mayo Media, Odds Checker. We, we know he's one of our favorite guests. Talk some golf with him. I'm sure he's got thoughts on the Chargers and their offense coordinator search. Jason Scott, VP of Trading for BetMGM. Jason Locken for Odyssey NFL Insider. We're, of course, presented by BetMGM. Aaron, good morning. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today with these conference championships. But we also could start, we just heard the highlight there. You were on it yesterday, the Kings. And that I was watching a little bit last night. I was like, they're not missing in the first quarter, just three after three after three. And I know, you know, it wasn't that easy all game, but they ended up winning by 33 points. So that that number you were on yesterday with the one and a half, that was uh, that was an easy one by the end. Well, yeah, because John Morant also didn't play. I didn't know that, but just from, you know, who, who would have thought I would have turned into a Kings fan? But yeah, it just seemed like these teams are more evenly matched. Um, but then you take jaw out of the equation and Sabonis has a triple double. I love that guy. Um, gosh, I mean, it's just awesome to see what he's been able to do, uh, with the Pacers. He was good winning me all those double doubles last year, then gets traded to the Kings and now he's getting triple doubles. So, um, really awesome. And that was fun, uh, for the Kings, uh, to win outright when they were one and a half point dogs last night. Yeah. We talked about them yesterday, and we talked about our, our, the bet that was given out on this show by Trista Crick a couple months ago about them to win the win their division. They're playing well. Mm-hmm. They're the third seed in the West right now. They have a real chance to win the division. The other thing I noticed, uh, Aaron, just watching last night, looking around the NBA to start, I mean, I don't have all the numbers in front of me from yesterday where the totals were on these games, but some of these games this year have just flown way over the totals. Like last night, the Bucks and Pistons combined for 280 points. I don't remember yeah. what the over-under was when we did the show yesterday. It wasn't 280. I know that. I mean, that, <laughs> I mean that's an enormous amount of points. We And we've had a lot of games this year. Trailblazers, Spurs last night, 147-127. The scoring in the NBA is just ridiculous. At a premium. Yeah, it is. I mean, Giannis had a great game. He's back. Uh, dropped 29 points, 12 rebounds. So, Another higher scoring game. I can't believe it. 150 to 130. Really quick. Do you think if the Kings continue this, I want to pull up the MVP odds. (laughs) Should I just take a flyer on Savonis MVP? I mean, I mean, what is it at a hundred? It's gotta be like a hundred to one. I would guess even higher. I would guess higher. Um, I just so I don't so I see him at five hundred to one listed in one book. Oh. I just pull it up right now. I mean, okay. you can do it. I, I think there's You're very little chance. You're saying there's a chance. That, yeah, I'm, 
I would be floored if Sabonis won the NBA MVP, but he's a good player. He certainly is. And he's, we looked it up last week, leads the NBA in double doubles. Like before the season, if I had said, who's going to lead the NBA in double doubles? Jokic did last year and he won the MVP. I mean, I can't argue with that. That's it's obviously true. But <laughs> if I had said who would have led the league in double doubles, we would have said Jokic, Embiid, Giannis. I, I don't think any of us would have said Sabonis. Maybe you would have said Sabonis because you like Sabonis. But he's had a great year. He's a good player. He's yeah. he, he's an All Star kind of player. Are you gonna are you diving? Is this your is this your Joe O Justin Fields Offensive Player of the Year five hundred to one? I might just have to at this point. I'm all in on Kings futures. I mean, you got to correlate the MVP. Like you just got to be all in, right? <laughs> I think it's funny. Gonna win the West, then let's go. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a new bit. Every three months or so, when one of you are out, the other one is with me doing a show, and we just open the show with a five hundred to one on on someone. <laughs> Joe had Justin Fields. That died after a I week. I mean, that and is great value. Well, yeah. I mean, they're going to get – look, if they win that division, I, I think Mike Brown's probably going to win Coach of the Year. They're going to get some sort of award. I mean, there's – Trade deadline's a, February 9th. I mean, who knows what could happen. Well, we don't know, but I know this. That was a big win for the Mustang. A good hit by you, 133 <laughs> to 100. All right, let's talk some college hoops. Last night, New Mexico plus the three and a half. But, I mean, and I know, I know, Paul, you were watching this one and, and thinking about it because we were on that talking about it yesterday. Five-point lead in the last minute of overtime? They, they blew a five-point lead last minute of overtime. That is a – that's a tough way to go down. That's a tough way to go down. And, unfortunately, I wasn't watching it, although I'm not sure if I was upset or not after the way it turned out because I don't have CBS Sports Network. But that's a whole oh, other thing. Right. So, like, refreshing the game log – as that is happening and just watching that disappear, oh. that was pretty miserable. And then in double overtime, and I'm basically basing this off people's tweets, mm-hmm. but I guess it was a tie game. New Mexico gets a defensive rebound. Dude get, is getting absolutely murdered by Nevada players. Eventually snaps. They don't call the foul on Nevada, but they review it and then call a flagrant one on New Mexico. And that's basically how the game was got decided. So I guess we were lucky to get the three and a half in the door. They lost by three. But as far as like long-term outlook, conference futures, that's a pretty tough loss to take. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's one of these times I think I'm going to pick a team to like back that is just going to make things a little bit smoother. It's not going to be a West Virginia situation. It's not going to be a Jag situation. It's not going to be one of these – yo-yos much more downs and ups and maybe hope and praying they get it done by the end but yeah that was a tough one i mean but man jalen house and mashburn jr those they're really good um i hope they get into the tournament at least i think they could cause some problems for a higher ranked team it'll just be a matter of if they get in and i was actually thinking about this the other day as i was adopting them Mountain West, we saw it last year. The Mountain West mm. is so bad in the tournament. So I might just be setting myself up for disappointment anyway. But, yeah, that was a that was a tough one to stomach last night. The other one last night, and we were on this yesterday, and we were on the wrong side. Kansas goes down again. They don't cover the number. They don't win in Baylor. So th- this blew me away when I saw this this morning. This, is, that, this ties for the longest losing streak Bill Self has ever had at Kansas. Three in a row. Ties for his longest losing streak. He's been there for like 15 years. They've never lost four in a row under Bill Self. That's remarkable. And it's the first time since 1989 Kansas has lost three straight games to ranked opponents. You know what that tells me? 
Aaron, that tells me how good the Big 12 is. I mean, Paul's been on West Virginia, and they've lost a bunch of games. The Big 12, th- this might be a conference where we get to March Madness that we have to just throw the seeds out and say those teams are going to do damage because they all beat each other up. Like, these teams are all so good that Kansas could have to play three straight-ranked teams in a row, obviously lose all three. But, Aaron, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what to do with the Big 12 other than say they're going to send, like, eight teams to the tournament, and they're all really good. Yeah, and we're going to get to some college basketball futures later in the show, but just doing some research, it is wide open and a lot more competition. What Do you think that Bill Self has lost a step too, or, or just because there's all the other teams and maybe recruit, he's not able to recruit as many good players as he used to because you know the other teams are good? Like, What do you attribute this slide to? Yeah, I think they'll be fine. I mean, I, I just think the league is that good. Like right now, and I I guess we have the updated um, rankings, you know, Purdue's the new number one. But as I look at it right now, they have it ranked in the country 5, 9, 10, 11, 12, 17. So Kansas lost obviously to 17 last night at Baylor. But I mean, that's remarkable. I mean, it, it they have f- six of the top 17 teams in the entire country all beating each other up. I just think it's this conference. I mean, Paul, your West Virginia Mountaineers are struggle, but it, they, if you put them in a different conference, they're probably near the top or, or in the middle, at least, of a different conference right now. Yeah, and they're competing in all these games. The final scores don't necessarily always reflect that. It's just a matter of if they can they win enough to get in. Um, and, I mean, that's a team that, again, in a bunch of coin flip games in, like, a Big 12 tournament, they could reel off a couple games. Mm-hmm. There might only be one person who's not going to be surprised by that, me. But it, it also it could go the wrong way the rest of the season too. Like they might just not figure it out. They might just keep coming up short against these teams in this conference. But is it it is interesting just looking at the past of like these five hundred teams in conference that get into the tournament and like it's kinda like, hey, should this mid major get in instead of them? That sort of thing. West Virginia is an interesting one to watch. They're like Oklahoma State and they're playing tonight, they're playing Texas, I believe. That is that's another team where they make their money on defense, and right. I just don't know if they can keep up on offense. So there's a couple interesting games tonight in the Big 12, which we'll get to, but like Oklahoma against TCU, TCU team that, again, we saw some flashes last year, but they've been consistently good this year. Uh, and then Kansas State and Iowa State, which are, again, Kansas State, very much a surprise team. So, yeah, just a stacked conference. And one thing we've mentioned before is, can that last in March? Because so many times we see these big conferences that just beat the heck out of each other during the season. They get to March, and most of them are taken out. So maybe a couple of the cream rise to the top, but we'll see how the rest of this conference slate goes and see how they do as they, as they get into March as well. Yeah, and just for context on this, Ken Palm right now has West Virginia at 28th in the country. In their own conference right now, they are – Second to last, like in, in terms of the conference standings right now. They're wow. one in six that in the conference. It doesn't it? And they're the 28th ranked team in the country of Kenpon. This, this, they're, they're either going to cannibalize each other and they're going to be beat up when we get to March, or they're going to be so battle tested and we're going to get like, you know, four of these teams. Really in the good Sweet competition. Yeah. 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 It'll be interesting. And then Kansas uh, on the road at Kentucky, who is 33rd in Kenpon. Um, they're 13 and six. So, I mean, It'll be interesting to see if Kansas can bounce back or if they just continue to uh, slide here. 
Yeah, I saw be. multiple. I saw multiple tweets last night. People being like, "I'm so ready to take Kansas against Kentucky on Saturday." Yeah, to just it'll destroy them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what that number is. Yeah, that's oh, interesting. Um, we also got some NFL news this morning. Right before we started, this is kind of a, more of a big picture of the thing than this week. But Bill O'Brien heading back to New England to be their offensive coordinator. So the experiment for one year with. I guess no offense coordinator or whatever Bill Belichick tried to do with Judge and Patricia. That is over. O'Brien back to New England. I mean, I can only think this is probably this is an upgrade, obviously. The guy has been a good coordinator in the past. He's won there before Belichick as a coordinator. And this might be the chance to save Mac Jones before they completely ruin Mac Jones after he was pretty good as a rookie and then terrible this year. So Bill O'Brien, Aaron, back to New England. They get their coordinator. Um to hopefully fix their offense because it was pretty dreadful what they put on offense this year. Yeah, that was so head-scratching, what Bill Belichick, like I guess he was trying to look like a genius by doing something different that we hadn't seen before, but I think this is the right move. Um, You know, he realized he needs to get someone else in there and it just wasn't working what he was trying with defensive coordinators calling plays. It is interesting. The other name that was brought up was Kingsbury, potentially, for this one. I guess he's uh, he, he ran to Thailand. I don't know if he's coming back anytime soon. It is interesting, Paul, how Belichick, just as his career winds down, he likes having people around him that he knows. Does it seem like he's willing to go outside the box? Like, Kingsbury he coached. O'Brien, like, the only names that came up here, it's, it's his guys. He, he wants to do it a certain way before it's all over. Yeah, and that makes sense. And also, we've seen that with the Patriots. I mean, even like Patricia coming back or McDaniel's right. in the past. Like, it's just a, you know, it makes sense that he keeps his own tree around after they all go out and fail elsewhere. They all come back. But no, that makes sense. And I mean, this is the year, right? This is the year for Mac Jones. You decide whether or not you're going to, or is a fifth year option no longer a thing? Is that, is that still a thing? For Mac Jones? Yeah. Yeah, that's still there for first round picks. So yeah. they, Okay, yeah, so they have to decide after this season, right? Yep. I mean, so this is – it's like, all right, it's, you know, we're giving you the best shots you got with Bill O'Brien, like you just said. Good rookie season, ter- not a good second season, but in a terrible situation. So they'll have a decision to make, or maybe it's, uh, what, Bailey Zappi season after that. We'll kind of see yes. how that goes. So we're thinking Mac Jones season 2024. We just said it was just it was one year delayed. That's all. Or 2023, I guess it is now. Yeah, Mac Jones season. Aaron was just one year delayed. Next year, this coming year, that's that's the real Mac Jones season. So he's gonna be the Trevor Lawrence of this season, just that quarterback that takes the next step. Is that what you're saying? Listen, um, I don't, he can't be any worse. <laughs> he can't be. I, I know. Walk that. it back, Joji. No, I'm just kidding. I yeah, can't I don't wait. know if I'm buying it. The comeback player of the year discourse on Mac Jones next year is going to be <laughs> nauseating. Another guy that's going to come back from sucking, but like, oh, yeah, comeback player of the year. That's going to be miserable. Oh, yeah, that, that, and that one will start early. They get off to a good start. That'll, that'll be the big thing next year. It will be because um, this year he wasn't good, took a big step back for him where he was the rookie. All right, we got a lot to do on the show today, including three great guests. Jeff Feinberg is going to join us later on, early 10 o'clock hour. Jason Scott from BetMGM. Jason Lockett for, and of course, a ton to do here on both conference championship games. We'll start in this time with some line movement, and I'm already regretting not making a bet yesterday. Had a, had a bet lined up in lightning bets, and then I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I should wait, and it was the wrong time to do it. I'm regretting it already. So we got a lot to do, including line movement in the Chiefs and the Bengals, and we know why. Patrick Mahomes and his ankle, the latest on that. A lot to do here, right here on the BetQL Network. 